Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Welcome to Tell Me About It with Scroobius Pip and Stu Whiffin. I'm Scroobius Pip and sat across from me is... Stu Whiffin, how are you Pippikins? I'm good. I've been excited for this episode to mm. come out because you know that there's few things I enjoy more than sitting in a room with you and crying. Mm-hmm. And this one brought some tears. <laughs> <laughs> We've said before that I want to do a Twitch stream of you and me watching YouTube videos and crying. Because I know that you, after a few drinks, will pop on a few music videos oh, and get a bit ridiculous. get a bit damp in the eyeballs. And I adore doing that as well. Yes. So we'll have to get around to that at some point. But this one is about, yeah, it's about divorce. It's a, a, about my parents' divorce. It's a, it's a really lovely episode. And it, it's, it's, you was really open on this. And, and also it, it was, it, it was just a lovely chat. And, and I'm, I'm lucky that, you know, I'm, I'm friends with your mum and dad as well. And, yeah. and I've sort of, you know, I've only known them separately, but, I don't want to give too much away, actually. Yeah, like, yeah, let, yeah, let's yeah. leave it to the episode. But it was a really lovely chat, this, and and I completely understand why it became emotional in places, and, yeah. I, and I think people are going to really enjoy this episode. It was an important one to get in there for me because, again, I think there are things like divorce, particularly like I went to a Catholic school and stuff like that. So gr- growing up in a – not that my parents were particularly re- religious, but in a Catholic kind of area, yeah. things like divorce aren't discussed, and I think that's really – can be really – damaging yeah so yeah i wanted to get this in there and um yeah let's get into it eh? let's do it also just quickly before we do jump into it if um this is your first time listening yes you've missed a few episodes tell them what they've missed pip they've missed an episode about my school days so that catholic school upbringing Mm, i've just mentioned that's a great one an episode about dan lasak arguably the most important figure in my life that isn't a blood a relative i guess an episode about playing live and just live gigs and touring and all of those things. Yeah, and next week to 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 finish the series up, we'll, we've got an episode on acting, my yeah. move into acting, and yeah, I mean, I, I should mention now, probably in series two, we're going to do an episode on stuttering because, yeah. as anyone who's listening can hear, I stutter every now and then. Yeah, and it comes up briefly in the acting one, sure. in the mu- in all sorts of ones, in the school days one because it's mm. you know a key part of, of my life but yeah we're keen to hear you, you, your suggestions of topics for series two as well yeah. but we can get to that s- soon for now let's have a, a a big deep emotional chat about divorce were you when your parents divorced so i think i was 16 
Okay. So kind of in that middle point, like old enough to be able to deal with it like a grown up, but still a teenager kind of, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, not yeah, not, yeah, not yeah. like an adult yet. So I'm still yeah. living at home, obviously. So it is a, a big moment, a big change yeah. as such. I was at college. So yeah, it kind of impacted all of those different things in different ways, I guess. So I'm imagining, so this is like mid 90s. So yeah, yeah. End of the 90s. Mid to late 90s, yeah. End of the 90s, yeah. So yeah, 97, 98-ish, would have said. So up until then... What was your sort of perception of divorce and, and like and families whose parents had separated? Because yeah. for me, being a child of the eighties, it was a massive thing. And oh, it, it was, was quite a failure, rare. wasn't it? It was like, a failure. It was, it was seen yeah. as a failure, and I know that beat up my parents and maybe made it come later than maybe it, sh- it sh- should have. Because they'd grown up in a generation yeah. that divorces. Yeah, uh, you're I'm failing not the same your generation family. as your parents. Yeah. I know my yeah. age yeah. is always up for uh, <laughs> mocking. <laughs> but yeah, it was definitely a different thing, and there wasn't a. A lot of it, like I went to Catholic schools, so that's kind of cr- oh, cranked up a bit. You know, even more, it's a sin. Yeah. It's not only a failure, it's yeah. a sin. So, yeah, it wasn't something I was that familiar with, really. Did you have friends whose parents had split up? You know what? I can't think of any. I don't think I did. Yeah. I think all of our friends were together. And that was one of the things that made it interesting when it did happen, because I only found out years l- later that it was like, it was the talk of the of the local community, of the schools oh, really? and everything, which again, my parents, I think the, the, they found out a bit later as well because you, you've met both my parents. Yeah. They're really nice people. Yeah. So lovely. anyone not seeing what's going on indoors or behind cl- closed doors, and to be clear, there's not going to be a big reveal of domestic violence or anything grim. <laughs> They're still yeah. nice people. Yeah. But anyone not seeing the the discomfort or the arguments or, or whatever would think they're the perfect couple because they're both so personable, so friendly. Yeah. So it was finding out later that it sent shockwaves around the schoolyard kind of thing or the church community that that Chris and Jenny had split because they were both quite involved with PTA type stuff at the schools. Like my dad ran the school bar at the summer fate, all things like that. So they were quite in that, in that world. Yeah. And yeah, obviously as a teen, I wasn't aware of any of that. And who gives a shit? I'm not thinking about the community, but yeah, it was interesting to hear that it it was like loads of gossip and loads of rumours and loads of, of talk and mystery. It's like... I'm sure that still exists off, to lads. a while. Yeah. To, to, to a bit, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Because, yeah. I mean, it's just people being nosy by their very nature, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And it's like, and more people are going to be interested if someone's splitting up than they're getting married, aren't they? It's yeah. Quite, it's way more salacious, isn't it? 100%. Just going off on a tangent, have you had, ever had any interesting gossip? I really haven't. I don't think so. I really haven't. You don't strike me as a gossipy person. Chris sometimes does. Really? Chris will love a bit. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Chris, not in a bad way. Like, yeah. Again, not in a bad way. I remember a girl I used to, to go out with for years, loved a bit of gossip and would be heartbroken that I had z- 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 zero interest. Because yeah. exactly as you say, that, it's like, it's other people's business. It's not. Yeah. It's nothing to do with me. I don't get excited I'm way about too that. Self-involved. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I'm in my own, own little world. I think it's because, as I've said before, one of my major um, kind of one of my struggles with my own mental health is the idea that anyone is thinking about me when yeah. I'm not there. Hate the thought of that. Hate the thought of people talking about me, even in a positive way. Yeah. Like I've had that in the past. That my missus will be like. I mean, the girls were all talking about you tonight. I'm like, why? <laughs> don't. Yeah. I don't let anything be. It'll be positive, but it doesn't seem to cross my mind that 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 could be a thing. 
So I think that's why, like things like that, it's a shock to hear yeah. that the community is, is gossiping and talking about our family. Because I'm like, I wouldn't have been thinking about if Andrew's parents had divorced. I'd check in on Andrew, yeah. but I wouldn't be at home or with other people going, have you heard? Yeah. Have you I heard mean, what's happened? For, obviously having kids that, well, that are grown up, but yeah. having them years which allowed my job to mean I could do the school run, Yeah, you realise there is a, a schoolgate mafia. There's yeah. cliques. Yeah, and like, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. And, and their whole world, there's so many people that once they've dropped their kids off will stay there for half an hour gossiping about, yeah. you know, what that parent's done or that one's split up and, oh, get on with your life. Completely. Like, I, I just quickly, I feel like I've slagged off Chris there. I didn't mean that in a, in a, he's a gossiping <laughs> way, but I feel like he's the kind of person who, have you heard about, more gossip about himself. Yeah. He'll be one to say, fucking hell, the thing I got up to at the weekend. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. I'll be more, if you push me on something, I'll bring it up. But, yeah. but Chris is more happy to have those chats. And yeah. You've never struck me as that person as a kind of, have you heard? I'm not that bothered. Have you heard what's going on? No, I haven't. I will say, like, if they're about to announce like a UFC fight, that I might get a little bit, <laughs> with, a little yeah. bit of an heads up on. Then I'm really excited yeah. about that kind of gossip. Of course, but, uh, of course. But yeah, someone's home life doesn't interest Re- me. Relationship stuff. Anyway, well, b- back to this whole podcast about my home life. <laughs> uh, well, regarding that, and and, uh, and and the relationship between your mum and dad, like mm. prior to them splitting up, have you got recollections of? You know, any, any anything that, that where the writing was on the wall, you know, was there arguments, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it came as a massive shock, but looking back, it shouldn't have, because there were arguments and there was a, a lot of tension. We were that typical... But also, that is a lot of relationships, isn't yeah. it? Everybody argues yeah. and there's disagreements and, and... And equally as kids, it's all you know, isn't it? You, yeah. you don't know what... And uh, again, it was a time when it's one of the reasons, and we'll get to it later, I've done podcasts with my parents Mm. talking about it because it was certainly an era where you stick together for for the kids, you make a relationship work. Mm. And I think that's not always the best choice. You do what's right in the situation. And looking back, there were a lot of arguments. And again, I'm glad I've got, again, I think it's why I've been brought up quite well. I've got good parents. So when it got to a certain level, the door would slam and my dad had begun out for a drive. Mm. And I'd remember that as a thing, that, oh, dad's gone out for a drive, it's got to a big argument and they don't want it to escalate any further. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there was a lot of that and there was a lot of me and Ian at the top of the stairs listening. Kind of, it sounds so cinematic, yeah. but I've got such clear memories of that. And again, it's not in any way scarring or damaging. It's just yeah. an awareness. Mum and dad are arguing you're at the top of the stairs, particularly at the age that me and Ian were in, in separate rooms, you know, because we literally were coming out of our rooms and being like, and Ian being the, the older brother, yeah. making sure I'm okay. Never really knowing, or at least no memory of what they're arguing about. But since talking to my parents about it years later, I know that my dad, again, we were that generation of a working class family who were trying to get out of the working class. And again, that was Thatcher. That was the Tories. That was that era. You were dangled the carrot. The, the, the carrot of if you work hard enough, yeah, you, you can be something better than your parents were yeah. or whatever else. And it was exactly that, if you work hard enough. Whereas for rich people, it wasn't necessarily a case of if you work hard enough. But that was obviously not to go on a big, big political ramp, but that was just to get ridiculous return yeah. on your wages. Yeah, It was to go, we'll pay you this much. You'll do two hours extra every night. Guaranteed, because you know that that's you working harder. Yep. That's you putting in the effort. Um, so my dad was working really hard. He started off 
sweeping the floors of a factory and he ended up retiring 30 or 40 years later or, or, or whatever it is as one of the, the directors of that company. Yeah. So he put in the time, he put in the effort, but that affected his happiness. That effect, And again, it's the same things. It's the same things of, it's all the things of the, that era. My mum obviously put her career and life on hold to raise the kids. But then equally, there was a point where we're still a working class family. So yeah. my mum had gone gone back to work. So we've got two people trying to work as much as they can. We've got a family to, to, uh, to raise. Me and my, my brother were tearaways at points. You know, mm. I say I was 16. That's a good age to be yeah. dealing with that. But that's also, I would have been 16. Ian would have been 19. That means we would have just been through years of us being nightmares at college, us experimenting yeah. with booze, drugs, yeah. all sorts of other stuff. All those years that are going to be hardest on the parents yeah. to keep things under the c- control. And if, say, I get suspended or detention, or if Ian gets suspended or detention, then you'll know. I, again, I wouldn't have known at the time, but you'll know as a parent how much that impacts you and makes you wonder if it's your fault, if you're 100%. doing a bad job, if you're doing a good job. You know, I can imagine the kind of thing of the pressure of of thinking, is my kid a, a prick? <laughs> You know, as, as stupid Your as that sounds, must have thought that a as, lot. As stupid as as that as that sounds, when me and Ian were at our worst, we were probably being little anarchists and that. Yeah, and my parents not growing up yeah. into punk or whatever else, yeah. we were probably doing stuff that was just intentionally rebellious, intentionally yeah. provocative, and they could well have thought, "Fucking hell, what are these? Yeah. <laughs> what have we raised?" But oh. and they probably didn't. I've not a heard that a from them. Poet and a hitman. <laughs> Um, and yes, so yeah, I guess again, we've done an episode on, have we done an episode or we do an episode on my stammer, but, um, you know, that's a different thing for a kid as well. That's an unusual thing. That's an unusual extra pressure to have to, to have as parents. And yeah, so, so yeah, I, I do remember there being tension, there being anger, obviously it being a loving home, but there being conflict. Can you remember the moment when they told you that was being up? Yeah. Was it a sit around the table? This is what's happening. It's one of the most emotional memories yeah. I've got. Again, it's why I did a podcast about it because um, I got both my parents on the podcast to talk about it because for years I tried to write about it as a song. Mm. Couldn't do it. Have you had your mum you your and dad on separately? Have you had them on collectively? So I had them on the same episode but separately. Got you. So so I talked to my mum about it all and then I talked to my dad about it all yeah. and, and put it out together. And I've had them both on on different episodes mm. since then but – that episode meant the world to me because for years of trying to write it as a as a song, I found I was doing it in the wrong medium. Yeah. What I needed was to sit down and have this conversation. And me and my dad cried on that on that yeah. episode. And one of the last times I saw my dad cry was when he sat down to let us know he was he was moving out. So it's a mad one to kind of go from that. And that was the first time I'd ever seen my dad cry. And he cried because of those societal pressures. He cried because he felt it failed us. Yeah. And he sat us down, he got in from work and we had a dinner or whatever. And then I think we'd gone up to our rooms as that age. We're yeah. not spending any time yeah, in the living course. room, yeah. any time with our parents. Yeah. And they called us down and went, oh, what? And they, they sat us down and my dad in tears said, um, I'm moving out. It doesn't mean I don't love you. It's not your fault. It doesn't mean I don't love your mum. It's just we've grown apart um, and we think it'd be better. And I remember that just being... More, more the, 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 the hardest part was feeling that my dad was crying because he felt he'd let us down yeah. and not being of an age to be able to articulate. And again, it was out of nowhere. Yeah. Not being of a, a looking back now, that's the hardest thing and not being able to t- t- 
put an arm around my dad and say, it's all right, mate. Yeah. It's all good. You've not failed. You've done yeah. great. You're an amazing dad. Yeah. Just remembering that of being kids and being kind of f- frozen by it all and then my dad leaving. Well, like, um, quickly? Yeah, it was all prepared. I think he'd packed. I think from talking to him, he said, again, I'm remembering, hard to remember, but I think he said he'd packed before work that day so wow. that it was kind of, that decided here's when we're going to do it. We're going to get a takeaway, I think. I'm sure we got a pizza at. Yeah. You know I've got well, emotional attachment to pizza at. <laughs> I'm sure we got a pizza at. And then, um, yeah, his bags were already packed and he was like, right, I'm, uh, I'm off. And, wow. Uh, that was it. And it was, yeah, incredibly emotional. Uh, but, but I said, the emotion wasn't, oh, no, my parents have divorced. It was, man, I hope my dad's okay. Because, yeah. again, the thought as well then that where is he now? He's gone. Like, like where's he gone? He's on his own. Is, is he all right? Like me and my brother and my mum have got each other. Yeah. But he's gone and he's on his own. Where did he go? From memory, I think for a few days or for a week or something, he might have got a hotel or something. Mm. But then he he moved in, he, or he might have gone straight there. But one of our round-the-corner neighbours, her mum had recently, I think, maybe died or gone into a home. I think just gone into a home yeah. or something. He moved in there. Yeah. And it was... 10-minute walk away. Yeah. But again, now looking back, the weirdness is a bloke in your, I guess, early 40s he must have been, to go from being in your family home with your family to being, with the greatest respect, in in some old lady's house. Yeah. (laughs) And being on your own and being like, all right, here's my life. Like, what's next? It's it's harrowing, man. It's harrowing. No, that never really came up. After a while, he got himself... A one-bedroom flat. It's the flat he lives in to this day. And, yeah, we'd go around and visit, but it was very much we're living... He didn't want us to have to move out of our family home. Yeah. Um, and, again, that uh, looking back, it was done so sensitively. Like, I, I've got a weird memory. He continued to pay for the full Sky package. Yeah. <laughs> because he didn't want us to lose that, and he knew that my mum, now being a single mom, parent as such... Yeah. He supported, he paid whatever was yeah. needed and more. Yeah. By doing things you like kids right. then either, really. No, exactly, so. yeah. See, I always got a clear memory of him him continuing to, to pay the full Sky package. Because, yeah. again, I think that was a pride thing on his part, is yeah. I don't want this to be a thing that my kids now... I Like, as you say, the stigma around divorced yeah. families or whatever else. Did they get divorced? Like, they did in the end, right? But in the obviously, as, as conversations, obviously, you know, uh, you hope that most relationships that are civil in, in the way that obviously you, you, your mum and dad's was. Sometimes when the procedure starts to get a bit more intense and laborious to go through the, the, the divorce proceedings, sometimes things can become tricky. Did they always maintain that kind of you know friendliness that that when I see your mum and dad now, they're yeah. still they're still mates? Yeah, and, no, that came. Yeah. That came and that happened when it did go down to divorce things. Because as you say, all of a sudden there's lawyers involved. Yeah. And you're looking at, as an example, my dad has said, I've got to a good point with a company, so he's probably going to have a good pension. My mum worked all her life at a council. Yeah. So she's going to have an appalling, a barely livable mm-hmm. pension. So there's going to be arguments over that. And I remember living at home with my mum being a bit of a, a mummy's boy. I remember the, 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 they wouldn't talk about any of that. I'd get bits of it. Either my brother would hear something or, you know, things would 
seeping or you'd overhear conversations mm. from upstairs. My mum was adamant about not wanting anything to, to in any way give us a bad opinion of my dad. And again, now being a grown-up, I know no one was doing anything wrong there. Lawyers and whatever their job, solicitors, their job is to to fight for this and fight for of that. Course. But I do remember being a bit, or being aware that it felt like I wanted to make sure my mum was all right Yeah, in all of this because yeah. I don't want her being a short change. And people talk about, oh, divorce proceedings, it's unfair. Why should a woman get off? This man's worked for it, blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, I couldn't have lived experience of that. If my mum had a job and was starting a career, mm. she stopped it to have us. Yeah. So the mum should be getting half. Absolutely. Because their career is completely different. Yeah. 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 If my dad had stopped at that point, yeah. he wouldn't have got, as I said, he started off sweeping the floors. Mm. He'd got higher at that point, but he hadn't got to where he was. Mm. If he'd stopped to bring up the kids, yeah. he wouldn't have had all this yeah. stuff he's worked so hard for. So I completely support better deals for for mums in divorce and things like that. But yeah, I do remember a period of that being a bit tense and a bit awkward. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. So how did it affect you and your your attitude in general and, and, and your brothers, um, if you want to speak on behalf of, of Ian? I'd seen too many f- films about this kind of thing. Oh, right. So <laughs> I completely acted up because I knew I could. Yeah. Um, at college, a teacher took me aside, my maths teacher is an amazing guy and he took me aside and said, look, I know what you're going through at home. If you need to miss some classes, you can, all this kind of thing. And he had the best intentions and he was great, but that was a green light. Yeah. I was like, right, I ain't, I ain't turning up then. I think that first year I had 20% attendance, mm. which mean, meant I missed like mm. 60% of my maths class. <laughs> That's a little, a little maths joke there. Because I've said this thing. Anyway, um, <laughs> Yeah, I bunked off loads and 
was at Palmer's College, mm-hmm. and you'll know that area, the amphitheatre out the back, was where everyone would go and smoke weed. Yeah, I'd go and get stoned. I'd go down the um, or what's the pub on the promenade? The Oak. The Oak. I'd go to the Oak and get drunk. So I was all about getting drunk and stoned, but it wasn't real. It wasn't a real emotional impact. It's, I knew I could get away with yeah. it. So I acted up for that yeah. first year. The second year of college, I knuckled down and tried because yeah. I had that moment of clarity of going, all right, so when I'm 40 and working in a call centre, I can say, oh, yeah, but it's because my parents got divorced. Yeah. That doesn't, that's not going to make my life any, any better. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great to have an excuse, but I shouldn't write off my life because I've got an excuse to. You know, so I knuckled down as best I could after that and uh, tried to get it, things back on track. Do you think it sort of impacted on your approach to your sort of approach and ideals around relationships and like yours? Yeah, maybe. I think there's a lot of things that influence that. I think we're, or again, this isn't a, a joke about you, you, you being older, simply mm. that you got married quite, or, or when things were quite, here's how relationships are. Sure. Whereas because I didn't, I am kind of in that world where you, we're at the most open we've ever been about how relationships need to be, can be. I know that my uncle, him and his missus, they were together for about 20, 30 years, I think, before they moved in to, yeah. together. They moved in together when he retired. Because he was like, right, I've done with work now. Let's move in together. So I think things like that were an influence. And yeah, I, like, I've never lived with anyone. I've had a yeah. few, I've had two, maybe three serious relationships mm. and none of them have got, have been at a point where I've thought we need to move in together. Mm. There's been points where I thought they probably want us to move in together. Should yeah. we move in together? Do we have to? But none of them have got to a point where I thought, oh, we should. And again, I do think it's also probably affected my outlook towards marriage because again, it does seem like an odd thing to me. It does strike me as like, I know my parents stayed together unhappy for longer because they'd signed an agreement. Yeah. And that seems insane to me. Like the fact that marriage is this big romantic thing, it's the most romantic thing in the world. And it's like, but it's a contract. Yeah. And I've kind of grown to believe if I'm with someone and I think we're going to be together forever, then I'm happy with that. Yeah. And if that changes, I want them to leave. I don't want them to go, well, I'm not really feeling it anymore, but we made an agreement. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) We did make a promise. It's like, all right, well, that's horrible to me. Like the thought of that, the thought yeah. of someone being with me because we 20 years ago said we would. It seems odd. And we talk about the impact always when we talk divorce. Most people instantly say like, you know, what the impact was on the children. Yeah. Do you, was your grandparents alive at this point? No, I don't think they were. But again, it's interesting because my mum's parents stayed together their whole lives and were perfectly happy. My dad's parents, a year or so before my granddad died, him and my nan split, split up. Really? Yeah, which is really odd. But my nan had gone through a lot of health issues and a lot of mental health issues. Had, de- had deteriorated a lot yeah. and was quite bitter at that at that stage. Not yeah. for any fault of her own. Yeah. Um, she, I think, she got breast cancer in like the sixties or seventies, and that mm-hmm. wasn't the era when they knew what to do. So it was basically we're going to get you adri- addicted to whatever the drug we mm-hmm. give you is. So, so that had affected her. And my granddad kind of turned around and went, look, I've spent 40, 50, 60 years looking after her, doing my best, being a good husband. I can tell I've not got long left. I want to just go and relax. 
and it was kind of beautiful. Mm. <laughs> they split up. He got a little flat, had a little a cockatoo, mm-hmm. and was just a happy old man. Mm. And then within a year, he died. And it was kind of, I, I always l- l- looked at that as, man, that's I'm so proud of him for, yeah. for doing that, rather than going, no, yeah, we've yeah, got yeah, to push yeah. through. He kind of went, look, I love... I love your nan dearly, but I've done I've done all I can. Yeah. It doesn't make a difference at this point. I want to just go and have a quiet bit of time. So I think that kind of I don't know if that I can't remember. Maybe they were alive still when my parents split up. I'm not sure, but that's that kind of t- ties in with my thoughts of divorce and separation of people doing what's right for themselves rather than what society yeah. tells them. Is right because I said it's so weird yeah. for two old people to split up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like your reaction there was very like, yeah. what? He had like a year left and was like, nah, yeah. I reckon I'm good. I'm just going to go and chill. And it's, as I said, it's a beautiful memory of mine of going round his flat and it not being him being t- told off by my nan or being told he set the table out wrong or done this wrong or that wrong. <laughs> or just him being all right and being yeah. excited to see his grandkids. Yeah. In the time that sort of followed, uh, your dad moving out. Like, did you sort of see any significant changes in them as people, both yeah. mum and dad? Yeah, I think they both instantly s- seemed happier. It was the right thing quite early on. I think that was just pressure off. Yeah, yeah. I think quite early on it was the right thing. I realised it was the right thing for them to do because they weren't having to live miserably anymore, you know? And that's a, a positive. I continued to be an angsty little dickhead team f- yeah. for, for a while. The... um. This is going to sound far more uh, Jeremy Carl than it is, mm-hmm. but the woman who was our neighbour whose mum's house my dad moved into, mm-hmm. it was about a year after my parents split up, her and her husband split up, and then her and my, her and my dad ended up getting together. Mm-hmm. And I fucking gave that poor woman hell. like Not in an aggressive way, mm-hmm. but I was such a, just a snotty, angry little teen because I couldn't get my head around that yeah. that was our neighbour. Like, that's our mate, and yeah. now it's my... Stepmum, kind yeah. of thing. Like they never got married, but they were together for a long time. Yeah. And I was just such a snotty teen about it, and it embarrasses me because she's a wonderful woman, and yeah. you know, is has been a second parent as much as I was already a grown up at that point. Yeah. But she used to babysit us all the time as well. So yeah. a wonderful, wonderful woman that I've now got nothing but love for. But I'm fully aware that there were years of me being a snotty kid, my brother would always have to remind me to get her anything for Christmas or for her birthday yeah. or for whatever else because I'd always just, I'd forget or I'd make a kind of stance of, well, you're not my real mum. Kind, <laughs> kind, kind of such, such, <laughs> such angsty teenage nonsense. Um, that's one thing that stands out to me as a regret over all of it because it's like that, she, she didn't deserve to have to put yeah. up with a, a shitty little kid who she'd known my whole life, yeah. like, she probably met me the day I was born or at least the week I was born. Yeah. So that woman has known me my whole existence. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, Jackie, whatever. It's like but wonderful I guess woman. that's to be expected a little bit. Yeah. As you say, 16, it's, it's king angsty years, isn't yeah. it? And like, exactly. And as I said, it was a weird change. It was weird yeah. because it wasn't just a new person yeah. coming in. It, it probably would have been weird anyway. I know yeah. that my mum... At one point, had a partner, and for a while, I was a little bit weird and awkward with him because it's new. But he was yeah. completely out of nowhere. He yeah. wasn't part of yeah. the our lives already. But a lot quicker, I was fine with him, yeah. <laughs> kind of than I was with with Jackie. But that's because it was 
that said, it was an established character. Yeah. And this character has now changed their role yeah. completely. Huh? And I'm right. like, no, that's yeah. not how it works. You're that person. You can't s- yeah. switch over like that. Yeah. Oh, think- and I, I, I remember getting, like, even in my, in my HMV days. Yeah. So I'm like, at least in my 20s then. Yeah. I remember um, one of her kids, who, again, I've known my whole life, mm. coming and working there. And someone being, oh, I met your sister-in-law today. And I'd be like, she's not my sister-in-law, but yeah, yeah, no, no. I know what you mean. And there would that would be a thing throughout for a long part of my yeah. life. People going, oh, I know your sister-in-law. I've not got a sister-in-law because they're not married. But yeah, no. And it's like, fucking shut up. And again, they're all wonderful people as well. Yeah. All of her daughters I've known literally my whole life. Yeah. We would be babysat together. Yeah. School would either be, we all go back to theirs or we all go back yeah. to mine. And we went to different schools. So it was it mm. wasn't like it was just... Yeah. Happened thing. It was like a chosen thing. But yeah, there was years of people being, I know your sister in law. I'm not sure you're talking about. But like I'd play dumb. I'd be like, I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Like when Dan Lassac used to always say, Are you watching the wrestling at the weekend? And it was it was UFC. I'm like, He knows it's UFC. He knows it's not wrestling. I'd be like, No, I don't know what you. I'd, I'd, I'd pretend I didn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Just to be so. Like, no, I'm not sure. No, no, what do you mean? You pair of bricks. No, what do you mean? But it was exactly, I, I like that. I know who they mean. I'm like, my sister-in-law? I've not got, I've not got a sister-in-law. And then I'd be, oh, oh Abigail. Like, oh, Abigail. Yeah, I'm old my dad's girlfriend's daughter. <laughs> but again, it was because they were an established, they were established yeah. characters in my life already. Mm-hmm. They were friends from when we were old yeah. enough to make friends. So, Surely it must yeah. have helped, though, that the fact that splitting up like, as you, you know, which has been a the theme throughout this, your both your parents are really lovely people, and yeah. they've obviously, as you said, just touching on something as simple as a sky package shows yeah. that the best of intentions to make this as steady as possible for you and your brother. Like, yeah. do you think that that made things? Do you see the benefits in in that rather than them being at each other's throats and it all just being right out of here? Completely, they were as amicable as possible, mm. and my mum was adamant that. We see see my dad at least once a week. Yeah, um, I think my brother had gone off to uni at that point. Right. So maybe it was kind of just me and me and my mum, and that mm. was kind of it. But yeah, me and my dad. The thing we got into doing, and again, this wouldn't have happened if they hadn't got if they hadn't split up. I guarantee it's him clawing at things to do with, with your son. But it's such a happy memory. I talked about it on a, a podcast I guested on recently. But um, we started going to the gym together. So we'd meet up on a Wednesday and we'd go to. We'd go to the gym at Palmer's College. Mm. And so we'd go back to my college and go to the gym. And after the gym, we'd... <laughs> You're going to love this. We'd take it in turns to go on the sunbed. And then we'd head back to my dad's for a pizza. Like a, a oven cooked, a Tesco's yeah. or whatever. Stuffed crust. I remember him well. It was a little stuffed crust in his oven at his flat. And that was our bonding thing. Yeah. And again, you can you imagine me in a sunbed? No. No, nah, it's not really. In the slightest. It's a really weird thing, isn't it? But it was really nice because, again, I think we did the gym because that was. Incidentally, I used to go to that gym, and I never knew there was a sunbed there. S- sunbeds in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was. I think there was only only one. It's why we had to take it in turns. <laughs> <laughs> so my dad's, and this is pre like smartphone, so yeah. it's just me sitting there. It's my dad's in there for fifteen <laughs> minutes, and then him coming out all s- 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 sweaty and waiting for, for me to go and have a sunbed. But weirdly, it. Re- I think it was a really good thing because. I've always had quite a busy mind. I thought he was going to say, I've always been quite pale skin. I've always been quite pale. No, I've always had quite a busy mind. And I think the sunbed was a really good thing 
like not that I've got into meditation, but yeah. the time I did a sensory deprivation tank, mm. it instantly flashed me back to, 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 to that period oh, really? where I'd do a sunbed because there was no music in there. You've got these goggles on. You can't be l- looking at it, anything, or doing anything with your hands. You're just l- laying still. And it's only for 10 or 15 minutes or mm. whatever it is. But I didn't have that in my life. Mm. I didn't have 10, 15 minutes where I'd lay still and mm. not be either talking or reading or watching mm. or playing guitar or whatever else I was doing at that point or playing computer games. Mm. So I think that was a weirdly good thing of that mm. of that era, of kind of that that peacefulness, that mindfulness, as, as we'd now call it. Yeah. And then we go back and have a pizza and cancel out all the all the work we'd, we'd done in the gym. <laughs> it's really weird because when you sort of you think about it, like when your mum said, you know, go and see your dad like once a week, you just presume because like obviously like my, my kids are, are exactly the same age as what you and Ian was uh, bizarrely when your parents split. Yeah. And I look, you know, when I was growing up, so when, when my kids were growing up and you'd, you know, sometimes take them to like a soft play thing and, and there was just always something that just broke my heart a little bit when you'd see like a dad sitting there on his own or a mum. Yeah. But ultimately, generally a dad that had probably moved out. I'm generalising a bit yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'd see a dad sort of sitting there at a soft play, you know, with with the kids or the kid. And, yeah, it always just felt a bit sort of sad, that, they, that you know, but I guess... But then equally, you've got to think, when they're that age, at least you've got somewhere to go. That's what I'm saying. Like, what the and like, fuck so do you do with a 16-year-old? Have a sunbed, which is mental. <laughs> exactly. It's More so because it's you. It's absolutely <laughs> mental, but... I just yeah. think the thought process of your dad just thinking, right, look, I can't take Pip to, to soft play. Like, you know, he's, he's 16. Like, yeah. but I tell you, what will he, what do I reckon? He, oh, do you know what I reckon? He'd love a sunbed. <laughs> Jim and a sunbed. <laughs> it worked. It's build them, their muscles, then cook them. <laughs> Slow roast. Well, look, let's, let's, let's wrap it up with this question, but I'll just, Oh, I need to mention though, I need to mention as well, I ran away from home oh, okay. in, at this period. Don't you just leave home when you're 16? Yeah, no, I ran away from home because right. it was dramatic. Okay. And um, again, I need to bring this up because I realised it's when we were talking about something else, or maybe when I was listening to one of your Acceptable in the 80s episodes, I was like, I've never told anyone about when I ran or talked to any of you guys yeah. about when I ran away from home. And it was in, I was in the second year of college, I think. <laughs> And it wasn't really anything to do with the divorce. Everyone assumed yeah. it was to do with the divorce. It was it was the the infamous thou shalt always kill line. Thou shalt not go into the woods with your boyfriend's best friend, take right. drugs and cheat on them. So mm. that had happened to me. Oh, so that's some my heartbreak. best mate had cheated on me yeah. with my first love. Yeah. That's so heavy. I had some heartbreak and there's the divorce stuff going on. So I decided I'm I'm running away from home. So I got my um I got my guitar. <laughs> Oh, you idiot. <laughs> I could barely play the fucking thing. I generally, genuinely remember thinking, I'll probably have some time to get, yeah. get decent at this while I'm running away. Yeah. So I took it with I took a guitar with me to learn. <laughs> so I took my What's cruise. really weird is you're one of the most practical people I know. So normally I'd think I bet he packed everything that was essential, that everything in it. Why a no. guitar that you can't play? I was a little angsty team <clears> still. Oh, I wasn't as we talked about on the the kind of the music episode. I was I was, I was into into Green Day and stuff, so I'm in my head, obviously, probably in my headphones as well. When I come around, like walk, like that video where they're walking through the streets, <laughs> yeah. all bored with nothing to do. So I got, I assumed the train into London, yeah, and went into London, and um, 
I think I'd looked up maybe, because again, it's pre-smartphones, pre-mobile phones. Don't think I had a, mo- yeah, I didn't have a mobile phone. I left, I remember I left a note for my mum saying, don't worry, I'm okay. I just need to get away for a bit. Yeah. And I, w- I went to like somewhere that was some kind of advice for homelessness to, to, to type thing, thinking, oh, they'll put me in a hostel. And they recommended a couple of places that you have to pay. Mm. And I was like, I ain't got much. Again, we weren't a rich mm. family, but I had some money with me. So I booked myself into a hostel. I was nervous because, again, I wasn't that outgoing mm. kid. And I was like, I'm going to have to share a room. Thankfully, I got there and there wasn't anyone else in there, I don't think. Yeah, so that's I got a this thing. The last thing you want is someone learning to play POD songs <laughs> on an acoustic guitar. No, it would have been Come As You Are on Wonderwall, obviously. It was it was early early 2000s or, or late 90s. So yeah, I remember doing that and I remember walking around a lot. And I remember I was on, I think it was one of the squares. It wasn't Leicester Square, but one of those kind of a Sloan mm-hmm. Square or something like that. I remember walking around there at night because I didn't want to go back straight back to the hostel because I was like, I don't know what to do there. I don't, I didn't want to meet people. And I remember there was a pay phone. So I thought I'll ring my mum and let her know I'm all right. And I spoke of the divorce, like when they, they sat us down being one of the clearest memories. One of the clearest memories of just, my heart breaking is that moment because I rung my mum and as she answered the phone, she was in tears. And that fucking killed It's, it's mm. getting me now. Um, yeah, that was just to try and be like, it's all right, I'm okay. Yeah. But her, my mum answering the phone and being in tears thinking, oh, I've failed my son or whatever else or he's yeah. not safe. And I remember that being fucking heartbreak and me feeling so guilty because yeah. I was, because I, again, I was fine. I was just being an angsty teen. I wanted, yeah. I'd had some heartbreak. Yeah. I wanted to to run away and make a scene more than anything, yeah. I think. I wanted people at college to know how yeah. heartbroken I was and all this. But I remember that so clearly and feeling like the worst person in the world as I rang my mum to say, I'm all good, mum. Yeah. And again, I think I comforted her. I was like, I've got a hostel. I'm in London. It's fine. I've got somewhere to sleep. Because again, I think I thought I'll go up there, I'll sleep on the streets, I'll play my guitar, I'll make some money, and I'm too much of a pussy. I think I got yeah. there, I was like, oh no, I'm, I'm scared of homeless people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do. I thought I'd make friends. I thought yeah. I'd be this cool, yeah, bo- bohemian runaway, and I wasn't. I was just yeah. a nervous child. And yeah, I had that night. I think I had two nights maybe in a hostel. I might have only had one. I think that phone call might have broken me too yeah. much. So I think I might have only had one. And then I came back it's and... Essentially running away where she just had a night out in London. Night out in, in London in a hostel. But no, it continues. It gets more pathetic. But um, I stayed a couple of nights at my dad's. Yeah. You mentioned about me ever moving in or anything like that. Yeah. I stayed a couple of nights at my dad's because I still needed to have that kind of going off the grid for a bit. Because yeah. I said it was more because of heartbreak than yeah. anything else. So... And that's a hard thing to process I didn't want to turn when it up. first happens, isn't yeah. it? Like... Yeah. And, and the fact I wanted it, like I wanted my ex or my best mate to see I'm not in college, yeah. r- ring me home, and my mum say he's run away. Yeah, do, do you know what I mean? As as performative and stupid as that is, but I was a teen who was into that kind of music and that kind of film. But that's that, a, you know that's a natural emotion I think to want to hurt them. Yeah, because they yeah. hurt you. Yeah, and like, I said as much as anything to show them they've hurt me. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because I'm not. I'm quite a, as you know, I don't show an awful lot of emotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not going to go in and punch someone. I'm not going to yeah. go in. I'm just going to, you know. So, yeah, I remember I stayed at my dad's f- f- for a couple of days. And I think I've not talked to him about, about it, but 
the feeling I got was that kind of meant the world to, to him, as yeah. weird as it is, because in that moment he could be there for me. Yeah. Feeling, as I said, that weird thing of moving out and feeling like he's fouled us or whatever. In yeah. that moment, I needed my dad, who didn't live at home, I needed to go and disappear and stay yeah. is. And yeah, it's a weird one that, that it yeah. kind of, it kind of, as horrible as it probably was for both of them. Yeah. That moment, it gave my dad the chance to be the hero kind yeah. of thing again. And as again, as we've I've discussed in him things, he's the one who saved me when I almost drowned. Yeah. All that kind of thing. So he's always been that guy to me. The yeah. big, the the my dad. Yeah, like the Billy, the Billy Bragg song. You yeah. were so tall. Yeah, and all that kind of thing. And yeah, I, I remember that as a as a nice thing of kind of knowing because again, I was I was like I don't want to go home because I feel like a prick. Because yeah. as you say, I've I've tried to run away. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to get into London and come straight back. Um, on a one day travel yeah, card, <laughs> exactly. As you guys have talked on 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 acceptable in the eighties about when can't run away from home. So yeah, it was a weirdly beautiful thing that was stuck in my head that by weird chance. It's one of the strange, clearly point outable advantages yeah. of my parents separating. And again, the, I've said before, they were far happier afterwards. Everyone was happy. It was a happier home for yeah. us, all these things. But that's a clear example of, right, well, if they hadn't separated, I would have had to just come home yeah. after having a night out in London. <laughs> <laughs> but this meant I could disappear kind of thing. Yeah. And it, yeah. It's a weird one. It's a weird thing to, to, to have. But yeah, when I was thinking about it, I was like, I need to mention that because it's a it's a pathetic thing. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that I tried to run away and and failed. But yeah, a key moment as well, I think. Well, I want to end on a really positive note because um I've known, you know, both your parents many years and, and they're you went to school with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, 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 they're wonderful human beings. Yes. Um, so so tell me about your parents now because they, they still seem like friends and everything seems nice yeah. now. Yeah, it's all nice and it's all friendly. It's it's, it's lovely. When the pandemic hit and the Christmases were being cancelled. I was filming in, in Canada, but um, I got a FaceTime from my mum and my brother and my dad because they, they all had Christmas together. Now my dad isn't with the the woman he was with That's right, yeah. for a long time. He always comes around either, either mine and it's me, my mum, dad and my brother or, or around my mum's yeah. on Christmas Day because, again, it was a weird thing. When they were separated originally, it became a thing of we have Christmas at my mum's and Boxing Day with my dad. Yeah. That was kind of the set thing. And we'd go Millwall because there's a, a, a Boxing Day match on. Easy, easy, easy division. We don't have to have that, oh, who's getting the Christmas this yeah. year and so on and so forth. But yeah, because they are such good friends now. And again, well, like when my dad had a, a hip operation, my, my brother looked after him a lot. But my mum checked in and popped in and mm. dropped things off every now and then and helped out because yeah. they're still in each other's lives. They're yeah. still, you know, really, they've got a lot of love for each other. So... It's a beautiful thing. And that, as I said, if they'd stayed together longer and longer, they might not have ever yeah. been able to have that amicableness and that that friendship that yeah. came down the line. Make no mistake, there was periods, again, my mum's the nicest woman in the world. I always remember a day when my dad and Jackie popped round on one of the Christmases. My Aunt Lynn, who's, who passed away during the pandemic, big Scottish woman, really and very Scottish, wears her heart on her sleeve. Mm-hmm. She had to be taken into the kitchen because she wanted to headbutt Jackie. <laughs> she was like, he's bringing her here on Christmas Day. He's bringing her into your house on Christmas Day. And my mum's like, we all get on. It's all good. There's no beef. Um, but but if you're outside of it and you yeah. don't know that everyone's kind of yeah, amicable, yeah. and there probably was more tension at that point because yeah. it is weird because they were all friends, but always remember 
um, Lynn being taken into the kitchen. Cause she, I remember my dad and Jackie arriving and Lynn being smiling through gritted teeth going, oh, hello. All right, eyes lighting up with fire. <laughs> and he was like, go out. Like, they're yeah. just dropping off presents for the, yeah. the, the, the boys. It's all right. So, there, yeah, there's there's been moments of tension, yeah. but everyone gets on. My mum and, and, and Jackie meet up every now and then, yeah. you know, and no one in this situation is together anymore. Yeah. But they're all friends and it's all, it's all love. And there was never any cr- crossover, either. I should make that clear. Yeah. There was never any kind of sneakiness but um yeah it's a weird situation that as i've said early on 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 the outside it probably sounds quite essex and quite jeremy kyle mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like with the different people being different yeah. roles but it's not that at all and as said i genuinely think it was the best for both my parents and again i want to be clear as well that i'm not saying that everyone should s- s- separate either mm. i've known people who have gone through tough parts in their relationship and pushing through is what they needed. But relationships and people are, are really unique and individual. There's no right or, or wrong answer. For some people, it will be you push through and then you have the next 30, 40 years of just absolute bliss. But for some people, you, you'll hit a wall mm. and it's that bliss can come separately. Yeah. You know, and you can then share in that. As you say, both my parents get on really well. You've met them at my gigs, at my podcast recordings, and they'll come mm. up together. They'll get the train back together mm-hmm. and all things like that. And it's, Yeah, it's lovely. What a perfect place to finish. Here we go. Well, I hope you've enjoyed that episode. It was it was a a, a really lovely experience to to sit and talk to you, Pip, about that, and 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 found out again like more about you that I never knew. And it's lovely to, to 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 see the relationship that you know so many people can go through divorce and it can end up you know quite horrible uh yeah. and and as much as you know it, it took its path it's ended up in a, a really positive and 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 loving place again which is which is a beautiful beautiful sort of not end to the journey but it, you know where it's at now is is you know really lovely and that was it i mean d- d- divorces obviously make no mistake can be horrible and they can be kind of hard for kids but so can bad marriages yeah you know, and I think it's important to discuss all these things. It's not to say, oh, everyone should just get a divorce. Yeah, it's not saying that at all. But it's saying, well, you know, there's a lot of different ways for for lives to pan out, I guess, and it can be, as as you touched upon, it can be lovely and positive in the long run. So, yeah, Absolutely. it had its ups and downs, but yeah, I enjoyed having having that chat, mate. And we're almost at the end of series one. Yes, we've got one episode to come. Mm-hmm. It's exciting right i'm i'm delighted to have done these i'm delighted that people have tuned in it's been it's been a joy so far and we've had some really lovely feedback so uh all you people that have messaged in on the socials thank you we really appreciate the, the the kind words that you've you've said about this podcast it was it's been a really nice experience as i've mentioned on previous episodes getting to sit and, and find out more about me mate and yeah and there's, there's more to come and as, as pip said as well you know keep them ideas coming in as well for other things you'd like to hear and, me ask and, Pip about. And on this one as much as any, spread the word because again it is a topic that I think a lot of people will be able to relate to in, in different ways. This isn't a oh if you're a fan of Scroobius Pip you'll love this episode episode, yeah. if you know what I mean like it, yeah. it, it's broader than that so yeah, spread the word, like subscribe, all those good things and we'll be back next week for the, the end of series one. It's gone so quick.